Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Looking good starts with feeling good. And today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the ways that you can focus on preventing some of those aging changes that all of us seem to notice these days. And what are the best types of skincare that actually work? Are there things out there that you might be purchasing and using? I'm sure I am. That absolutely have no effect whatsoever? Yes. So we're going to be talking today with Dr. James Okamoto from Kaviola Medical and Aesthetics and the manager of the medical aesthetics area, Sophie Virbion. So thank you both for joining me today on The Body Show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Now, prevention. Okay, stay out of the sun. I'm with you on that. I emerge in darkness. It works great for me. But let's talk first, Dr. James, about what are some of the ways that we can really help keep our skin healthy and make sure that we're doing the right things and using the right products so that we're not causing more harm? Well, that's an excellent thing. Um, One of the best bangs for your buck would be a good sunblock. It covers blocks both UVA and UVB. Now, there's different types of sunblocks. There's some that are out there that are concerned. They're chemical sunscreens, and then there's other types of physical sunscreens. Which one am I looking for? Well, you probably want a combination of the two. And when I'm using these types of things, is it just... Do I go to longs? Do I just get any kind of sunblock that says it's UVA, UVB? Does SPF 15 mean anything different than SPF, like 100? Because you know I'm looking for the higher numbers. I want to <laughs> seriously block the sun. Am I, am I just fooling myself? Well, I'll let Sophie answer that because she's our manager of the medical aesthetics. And All right, uh, Sophie. Am I fooling myself by thinking SPF 100 is, is better than SPF 15? So um, the sunscreens that you really want to look for are ones with titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. Those are the physical sunscreens. And uh, you want to look for SPF 30 or above. Um, Anything above that is just 1% more and it's more of marketing. So anything that's SPF 30, it's going to be 97% coverage for you. So um, 97% sounds pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) So just go with the 30. Don't get the 100. I'm fooling myself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm very susceptible to that, so we're going to learn a lot. I'm going to learn a lot today. Okay, so sunscreen is number one, so make sure you get it. How often do you apply it? I mean, you know, if you're not going out in the sun very much, but you put sunscreen on at the beginning of the day, do you have to keep using it all day, or what's the best way to go about keeping yourself protected? The recommendation is to reapply every two hours. Um, If you're using a chemical sunscreen, that does get absorbed and used up. So the recommendation is to do every two hours. With physical, it's a little bit longer, but just to be safe, every two hours um, is the best option. All right. So let's say I'm at the beach and the sun is already behind clouds and I don't think I need sunscreen. Again, (laughs) fooling myself. You're laughing. Yes. Okay. Even if it's a cloudy day. You're going to get some UV through the clouds, or if you're under a tree, there's still reflection off the sand. Rainy day? Could I go out on a rainy day (laughs) without sunscreen? Absolutely not. (laughs) No. Okay. So essentially, everything I thought, absolutely not. Okay. And the worst sun is between uh, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Four? I thought two. We've extended it to four? (laughs) 
Yes. Well, in Hawaii. <laughs> All right. That's it. I'm just never going outside. Okay. So when you're going out and you're applying sunscreen mainly to sun-exposed areas, what about some of those SPF shirts and things? Does that actually help? Or should you just put on your sunscreen everywhere you might get exposed and just just do it and not complain about it? There is a brand called Coolie Bar, and they're really good. Um, SPF shirts are definitely something that you should use. Um, and then exposed areas always wear the sunscreen. All right. That's it. I've got to get sunscreen. <clears throat> Are there better brands than others? We prefer the Elta MD, um, but anything that's um, titanium dioxide and zinc oxide and SPF 30 or above, um, the best rule for sunscreen is the one that you're going to wear. That's so if you like point. it, use yeah. it. <laughs> got it. If you're actually going to use it, then, you know, take it out of your car. And by the way, weird things happen to them if you leave them in your car all day in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've that. seen that. No, you shouldn't do that. And it's just wrong. And I've done it many a time. <laughs> and in Hawaii, there's always the concern about, uh, is it reef safe? So uh, it's good to pick a sunscreen that is reef safe. That's very true because they're changing that. Exactly. Some of the chemical sunscreens, the oxybenzone and some of the other types of chemicals have been shown to potentially be damaging to the reef. So they've decided to actually ban those, I think, in Hawaii in 2021 or 2022. So, you know, if you can get safer sunscreens, it would obviously be best. What other things you can do to keep yourself from looking as old as you are? I mean, that is definitely a priority of mine. So, you know, what else? I want to wear sunscreen. Any other secrets? Well, if, if you're smoking, quit smoking. Okay. Yeah. Don't that do that. Will, yeah, I can't think confused. of any good reasons people smoke these days, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, if, you, if, if somebody were to tell me I never knew I shouldn't smoke, I'm like, are you living under a rock? So, so don't smoke, okay? What about hydration, drinking a lot of water? Has that been shown to be helpful? That'll help prevent the dryness in your skin. And there's also products that can be applied to the skin to keep your skin healthy one of my faves, hyaluronic acid. I mean, it makes you think, why would I put acid on my face? I mean, when you first hear about it. But that's actually one of the best hydrators. Is that right? Yeah, there's actually definitely different variations of hyaluronic acid. Um, so you want to look for something that will actually penetrate into your skin. Hyaluronic acid usually sits on top and doesn't go into your cells. Um, so hyaluronic acid is something that we naturally have in our skin. And then as we age, we lose it. And there's something called dermal fillers that have hyaluronic acid that we inject into our skin. Um, but there's also topical versions of it as well. So you want to look for something that actually has clinical studies on it um, and will penetrate into your skin as opposed to just sit on top of your skin. A lot of the drugstore um, hyaluronic acids, they don't do anything. So they're not very effective. Um, so one of the brands that we really like is Skin Medica. They use something like a Vitascience technology that will actually penetrate and prolong the life of um, dermal fillers if you're getting those as well. So don't just go and say, hey, I found hyaluronic acid in this product at Long's on sale. That probably isn't going to get you the most effective type of moisturizer for your skin. Correct. What about some of the brands you might find at department stores? Do they do any better or is it just fancier packaging and it smells better and makes me feel better? I think a lot of it is marketing and branding. So you might be paying something 
um, that's worth $10 and you'd be $80, but it's the brand and it does absolutely nothing. And you might as well just be spending the $10 at the drugstore. Um, have you the- been in my bathroom? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> have you seen all the stuff that I have purchased that doesn't work? I've actually been personally victim to this. Oh, I like it. You're so, a victim to it. Okay. Yeah. So I studied this stuff for about four years and I've studied every single product out there. And, um, you know, the best ones are the ones that will actually have the clinical studies behind it. Um, don't buy anything that they just say it works. See the before and afters and do your research is my thing. Because there's a lot of products out there that absolutely do nothing. Um, one of the other products that I think everyone should be on is a retinol. Retinol is a vitamin A derivative. And it's basically like fitness for your skin. So I can get fitness for my skin in a <laughs> tube with retinol? <laughs> Yeah, so retinol me is up. amazing. So what it does is um, when we're babies, our skin is turning over very quickly. We have very quick cellular turnover, and that's why babies have very baby smooth skin. And as we age, our cellular turnover slows down. That's why we get the wrinkles and all these imperfections. So when we do retinol, it actually speeds up the cellular turnover, and over time it thickens the dermis. So there's an epidermis and a dermis, and uh, whenever we age, that thins out and that's why you have the wrinkles and the imperfections more pronounced with retinol you actually reverse that effect all right we're going to do some reversals here <laughs> i'm telling you okay i'm dr kathleen kozak you're listening to the body show when we come back we're going to talk some more about what are some of the ingredients you want to look for in products and what are some ways that you can really focus on prevention so that you don't have some of these changes but if you do are there ways that you can go ahead and treat them so that you can look as young as you may hopefully feel we'll be right back after this quick break stay with us Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio with Dr. James Okamoto from Kai Viola Medical and Aesthetics and his manager of aesthetics, Sophie Virbayan. And we're talking today about ways that you can help make your skin look as young as it used to those many years ago. I certainly noticed that I've been purchasing some of those products we talked about right before the break that probably don't have the clinical studies and the rationale behind it. Now, we talked a little bit about sunscreen. That's something you really want to focus on, getting barrier sunscreens, the physical sunscreens, maybe a little more than the chemical ones. But the best sunscreen is the one you're going to wear. We also talked a little bit about the concept of retinols and how that actually really can help your skin be more youthful. Now, let's talk about what happens when... Maybe you want something more than topical. So if you want to do something that is a little bit more than just skin deep, shall we say, what sorts of options are there out there for you? Are there new innovations in things like lasers or in other types of injections? What out there can be done to make us look as young as we really want to, which is much younger than I actually am? (laughs) Well, we're living in an exciting time where technology has really improved Things like lasers, they're much safer now with some of the latest lasers. Um, one of the lasers we have in our office is uh, called the PicoSure, and the 
laser uh, is uh, very quick. It shoots a laser at one picosecond. Uh, a picosecond. Uh, a picosecond. Which What's is a, a picosecond? I can barely count regular seconds. It's a trillionth of a second. A trillionth of yes. a second. Yeah. Okay. So picoseconds. And mm-hmm. so you're exposing the skin to laser. What is that doing? So for it's you? actually so fast it causes a pressure wave and uh, it destroys. The, it doesn't burn uh, the skin, but it actually destroys the the pigment with this pressure wave. So if someone has a tattoo, for instance, it'll destroy that the cell that um, has that ink in it, and it'll split it like uh, little bits of sand. So potentially those mistake tattoos from youth that somebody decides they might want to remove, you can actually remove them using this laser. Yes. And get back to making it look like you never made that mistake and got that strange tattoo at all. Well, we can certainly make it lighter so that okay. uh, it's not noticeable. Um, or if some people, they just want uh, to change their tattoo. or Because some light. of them are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like serious artistry. Mm-hmm. That is beyond my capacity. I don't even have good handwriting. So to actually put something on somebody's skin would be beyond me. But some of them are really beautiful. So you could alter it. You could change it. Some people put the name of someone, oops, they're no longer with. So you could find ways that you could correct that and turn it into something you like using something like this Pico Shore laser. Yes, and you can also touch up the laser. Sometimes the ink will bleed out a little bit from the edges, and so you can touch that up and create those sharp lines again. One treatment, two treatments, ten treatments, depends on the tattoo? It depends a lot on the tattoo, yeah. It, I've never seen one where it was treated in just one treatment. So you'd come back a couple of times just mm-hmm. to make sure that you figured it out. Yeah, so it really depends on the age of the tattoo and also how it was done. And um, also the one great thing about these lasers are it also works on pigmentation and melasma. So these are one of the common things. You know, if you weren't doing the prevention, this is laser comes in where we're doing correction of, you know, we didn't do the sunscreen when we we're younger. So now we have a lot of dark spots. We have the melasma. Um, so these lasers are perfect for that um, to get rid of that. And a lot of times it does take several sessions because what we're doing is that melanocytes or the pigmentation they're deeper so it doesn't take it doesn't happen overnight and so this laser basically over time helps shatter the pigment and then uh, remove it so there's different layers to it so essentially after a couple of treatments you could actually remove the tattoo you could change melasma change the skin color correct some of those visual issues that we may notice particularly those of us who might have thought going out in the sun and the rain was so, or going outside without sunscreen because it was raining or cloudy was a good plan. Uh, we've learned that is not. So those are some things you could do to affect either melasma and also rosacea, other types of skin pigment issues. Yes, uh, mainly sunspots, uh, lentigines, melasma. Um, those are the best things that this uh, laser will treat. Um, and also you also want to have a good skincare regimen to maintain that. A lot of times you will spend money on the laser, but if you're going back in the sun and you're not wearing sunscreen or you're <laughs> like, not taking what was care your of point? it. Exactly. Okay. So um, having a good skincare regimen along with correcting what the damage has been done over the years is a great step to you know clearing your skin and feeling better. Um, a lot of patients, you know, they feel self-conscious about it. You know, they had perfect skin. They went out in the sun. They, you know, enjoyed the sun in Hawaii. And then years later, they have all these dark spots. So this laser is a great way to, you know, rewind the clock. 
Pretty safe, painless, doesn't hurt. Well, one thing about the the PicoSure lasers is they there's not a lot of downtime. Actually, there's not uh, they're not because they're not heat based. You're not going to leave the office with a, a face that looks like it was, um, you know, lasered by a, uh, something from Star Trek. But it, it'll basically look like you maybe had a, a little bit of a sunburn, but that fades very quickly. And so you could get a, a treatment done, and the next day no one would even notice that you had it done, except your skin would look brighter. That's kind of the best thing. When somebody says, what did you do? I can't tell. You're like, I did it correctly because you don't even know. Are there other uses for lasers? Well, there are um, other uses for lasers. In fact, uh, one of the lasers we have is designed to dissolve fat, and it's called Sculpture. Uh, Same kind of Pico laser laser technology? No, it's, it's, a, different? it's a different, yeah, different technology. And it's uh, FDA approved. It's been shown to dissolve up to 24% of subcutaneous fat. And mainly if you want to do some kind of sculpting, not necessarily, hey, I'm just going to go laser away and suddenly be a size two. You kind of have to have already worked on that in advance. Yes. Yeah. It's it's really when, when they say um, it's for body sculpting, it's not for weight loss. In fact, um, the FDA says we, you know, there is no um, way to really zap away weight, but um, it's for the stubborn, the stubborn fat that, you know, a lot of people, they're working out, they're dieting, and and yet there's there's like one area and they're like, that just won't go away. Yes. That's going to go. I'm going to sculpt that away. Another really amazing um, effect of this laser is it tightens as well. So because it's warm sculpting, it uses warm technology, it causes neocollagenesis. So not only does it melt away the fat using heat, it also um, will tighten the skin around the area. So a lot of times when you lose fat, you have a little bit of skin sagging, um, and this laser helps with that. And a lot of times people, when you use Kickstarter workout regimen, um, this is a great way to start with that, you know, get the worm sculpting and then go back into the gym, drink lots of water, exercise. So. I just like the word neocollagenesis. <laughs> it just sounds like I want some of that. <clears throat> Collagen that's going to regenerate and it's going to be new. Are there other things you can do to help to help restore the collagen? Because as we get older, we lose a bit of that. Of course, we want it. I was looking through some photos from when I started at, uh, at the hospital I work at about 20 years ago, and I went, boy, those pictures looked great. I don't even want to consider what the latest ones look like. So you can definitely see changes in time of, of how just we just get older and we age. So what are some of the other ways we can get some of that neocollagenesis? Well, um, growth factors are another thing that we can do. And then um, the laser that we talked about, the PicoSure, that's another thing that will help build collagen and elastin. Um, So, you know, there's different um, ways you can build that. It just depends on uh, what you're looking for and how fast you're looking to get that. With growth factors, a little bit slower process. Um, It's a topical that you put on your face. Um, With laser, it's a little bit faster. In four weeks, you can already see a huge difference. Um, and usually we recommend doing a package of laser. So after five treatments, you can definitely see, you know, a, a significant difference in the skin type, texture, pores, wrinkles, and uh, just overall complexion. And how long does it last? It lasts, um, well, we're constantly aging. So you're not basically stopping oh, thanks for that. the clocking. <laughs> we're constantly <laughs> aging. 
Yeah. Thank so, you. <laughs> so you'll look better uh, than you started, but I mean, it lasts as long as um, you age. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of it depends on how well you're taking care of your skin. If you're going out in the sun a lot, it's, um, you know, the things like sunspots can come back and darken over time. And so we always emphasize the, the maintenance when we're doing these um, skin treatments. So with uh, PicoSure, it's not a one and done uh, treatment, but there's a little bit of maintenance that goes on. So you'd go back for a couple of treatments, and if you saw some changes, you could do it again. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like going to the gym. Like you're not going to expect to have a perfect body after one workout. Well, you are going to expect <laughs> it. You are just going to be disappointed. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, with skincare, it's a lifelong journey. You don't want to go in and expect perfect skin. It's a commitment. And if you commit it, you will have better skin and you will feel better. <laughs> All right. We are committed here. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. James Okamoto from Kaviola Medical and Aesthetics and his aesthetics manager, Sophie Virbion. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about some easy things that you could do right now to help your skin and how you can think about, you know, are you scared? Have you heard of things like Botox or Juvederm? What is it? And why do I might, why might I want some right now? That and neocollagenesis are on my list of wishes list. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. James Okamoto from Kaviola Medical and Aesthetics and Sophie Virbion. And we're talking about what are the best ways to keep your skin looking healthy and young and take great care of it. At the top of the show, we were talking a little bit about ways to choose the best kind of sunscreen. Then we talked about some of the ways that you can find products that are topical that actually work because not everything out there is going to give you what you're looking for. But it is a commitment. And if you do choose to do some of the other types of treatments, like lasers or other types of even topical treatments, you have to make sure that you make a commitment to continue to take care of your skin. It's unfortunately not just a one and done type of process. Now, there are some other things that can be done. In fact, injectables can be done. And, you know, I always found it kind of interesting. I, I've I've had theories on Botox. First of all, the idea of of needles is always so exciting. I freak out at the dentist, but okay, I'm just going to have to be a grown-up about it. Where or why would people use Botox? And it seems like it's changed over the years, that it seems like it's changed and been a lot better than the initial ways that people used to use it and kind of get scared at frozen face, et cetera. What's changed and why do I want some? Well, I think our understanding of Botox and the different techniques uh, has really improved over time. You know, it's been out probably since the 70s when uh, they were first... When I was born. Thank <laughs> you for that. I'm aging every moment. Yes. And it was originally designed as a, a treatment for strabismus or cross eyes. And they found that, oh, you know, it actually helps in other things, reducing wrinkles. And I remember when I was in med school, I thought, yeah, it's kind of strange. And who who would actually 
inject a poison, you know, that's going to paralyze your muscles. But um, now they're finding a lot of medical uses for it outside of just the aesthetic. They're using it for migraines, migraines, TMJ. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And actually, one of the fascinating studies uh, it's coming out is treatment for depression when you uh, inject the um, glabellar region uh, that causes those kind of angry lines or the 11s, as some people call them. Um, Patients uh, lose or they score better on uh, depression scores, and they've used it for some patients as a treatment for depression. Uh, And these are uh, new new studies that are coming out. It's very fascinating. So how would you use it in more of a cosmetic fashion? I mean, other than if I looked in the mirror and I had those 11s, I'd be like, now I'm depressed. But how would you use it sort of cosmetically to affect other areas of your body? Mainly your face, I would presume. Yeah, mainly when we inject, uh, the the top areas are usually going to be the the forehead, the glabellar region between the uh, eyebrows. A lot of times even if you're a, a very happy person, if you have like the dark lines, um, you might look a little angry um, and a lot of people want to soften that. Or you could just be super happy and have like happy lines too, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't want to stop smiling if you're happy. I mean, that's just going to cause some troubles. So variety of different uses on the face. When it gets injected, painful? Are people screaming? Is it just like a minor thing? Sophie, what's happening? So we use a very tiny needle and uh, it's um, tiny like little injection points. And so there's no pain, basically. And you can go back you to... You just promised no pain. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. Well, virtually no pain. Okay. Everyone's pain level is kind of different, but we've never had anyone complain. Um, and, you know, there's no downtime. So uh, the only thing is you don't want to lie down for four hours after and you don't want to exercise. Um, okay. I want to lie down and I don't want to exercise right now. So I can't lie down if I do Botox. I have to stay up for four hours. All right. Yeah. And then there's also different, um, it's not just Botox. There's other neurotoxins like Xeomin, which is a newer one. Um, It's a lighter molecular size. So some patients prefer it. Um, There's no accessory protein. So it's more pure. Um, But, you know, each one work in a similar fashion and they basically stop the muscles from um, contracting. So if the muscle doesn't contract, then the skin above that muscle doesn't contract, and then you have... Smooth is skin. there any repair of the dermis at that point, or it's just smooth because it's not contracting? Could that make other products more effective? If well, you were to use like your retinol or your hyaluronic acid, and you've had Botox, would that combination effect give you even better results? Well, one one of the things that happens after you inject a muscle is there's a little bit of atrophy. So um, even after the injection, or the paralysis is worn off, that because that muscle is weaker and smaller, a lot of times the lines are less. And so how long does it last? If I want to get rid of some lines, how often do I have to come in to get rid of those? <laughs> Anywhere from three to four months is the average. Uh, some people have it last for up to six months. It just varies from person to person. And can you just do it forever, or is there like a limit? You can do it for forever. The only thing is with Botox, some people do get immune to it um, because it has the accessory proteins. Um, there has been studies that Zeoman doesn't really have that as much because there's no accessory protein, so it's more pure and um, less likely to have a reaction to it and doesn't travel as much as Botox. Travel, meaning it spreads around a little bit? 
Yes. There's a little diffusion when you inject. Okay. And Juvederm, what am I, why, why would I want to use that? That's the hyaluronic acid injection. Yeah, so um, as we age, uh, we lose hyaluronic acid. So that's where we, we have... lose a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> that's just one of them. Yeah, so that's one of the things that will sh- give us that uh, volume loss in our face. So around the eye area um, is one of the areas that people lose a lot of volume. And then uh, nasal labial folds, so um, around the mouth and uh, the lips. Um, so hyaluronic acid injections basically help plump the, those areas and make us look more rejuvenated and more youthful. A lot of times people are scared because, um, what if I look unnatural or if it's too puffy? Um, but hyaluronic acid, um, is very natural and you need a lot of syringes to look unnatural. So you don't do that. <laughs> All right. So lots of options out there. If you want to look younger, feel younger, Dr. James, how do they find you? How do they, if they decide, oh. I want to come do it, how do they find you? Call uh, Caviola Medical and Aesthetics. You can uh, find us on the web at uh, jamesokamotomd.com. All right. Or you can call my MMA, Manager Med- Medical Aesthetics, Sophie Birbayan. All right. And we'll have that name posted on our Facebook page. Thank you for joining us today. And if you'd like to hear it again, hawaiipublicradio.org. Engineers David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Going to look younger next week. Happy this is radio. See you then.